Ah, Christmas time. My favorite time of the year. Huh. I wonder who that is. Oh my god, zombie carolers? Bravo, bravo, great job. Hold on, let me go get something for you guys. Okay, here it is. Merry Christmas, zombie lovers. You're listening to the Survival Podcast for zombie nerds everywhere. This is Zombies Ate My Podcast. Listen like your life depends on it. Broadcasting to you alive from the Zamp headquarters here in Holiday, New Hampshire. Uh, that's a thing, I think. This is Zombies Ate My Podcast, and I am Bob Fournier, and I am joined, as always, my fellow survivors, underground in the secure location to the even further north. It's the busy zombie lord himself, Lou Page. Hi. So, zombie carolers, huh? Yeah, that's the thing here. I don't know if you get it up there. But I don't think we get it up here. I think we get snowbank zombies. (laughs) Snowbank zombies. Speaking of snowbank zombies, something once was said from this man about a some sort of plow on the side of the road for a sidewalk. It's none other than <laughs> Ryan Murphy. I totally forgot about that. And I was just I saw them today. Those things are deadly. <laughs> you remember that? That was a throwback to like one of the first episodes. <laughs> was, yeah, I have was... to admit we have them here in uh, in Maine too. Yeah, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, go back like some a billion episodes. It's in one of them. It's like episode like four or five, I think. Don't go yeah. back and listen to episode four or five. It was a sidewalk plow, and it wasn't that funny. <laughs> it was funny at the time, and it's still funny now. But definitely don't go back and listen to those episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, just keep it on this one for now, guys. Yeah, <laughs> let's, yeah. let's not go back. So it is getting close to the holiday time. Um, you gentlemen, ready for a, an apocalypse Christmas? Always. Yeah, we getting is the apocalypse hitting this Christmas? I thought that guy died. Wouldn't that be weird if the Mayans were wrong by one year? Everyone would be pretty shocked. Remember that that was the thing in 2012, right? You you can't live your life in fear. Like if it doesn't happen this year, and it's like, oh my god, what if they were wrong by two years? What if they were, you can do that for the rest of your life, Bob? Please don't let it consume you. It's worrying me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, oh, we need the weather report. Uh, I have snow. Oh, right. <laughs> Lots of snow and cold. Lou, I'm assuming it's the same. Uh, it, the same and more is coming. Uh-huh. More is, what? Wait, <laughs> hold on. You did this to me last time. <laughs> what do you mean more is coming? Uh, we're supposed to get freezing rain and snow sa- uh, Saturday night <sighs> into Sunday. Brutal. Ryan, Ryan, your weather up there in Canada? Uh, we're supposed to get... Five centimeters of snow tonight, five centimeters tomorrow, and then Saturday and Sunday is supposed to be either rain, freezing rain, or snow. Centimeters <laughs> makes it sound so little. Oh, right, know. centimeters. <laughs> you're, you're funny. Sorry, guys. I'm speaking to Canadian. <laughs> you're speaking gibberish to me as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, well, the entire <laughs> world that listens that doesn't live in the center of the universe, a.k.a. the United States of America, knows what I'm talking about. It's funny because you said that Lou and I were like, Five, what is that? Was it like an inch? <laughs> I was trying talking to, an inch and a half here. I was trying to do the math in my head. How many? Well, how, wait, how many inches is that then? It'd be only be like that's one or two. Yeah, so it's not <laughs> a lot of snow, but I mean, man, the way people drive around here, you'd think it was three feet, <laughs> right? Oh, that's the worst part about winter. Yeah. Anyways, weather. Not at all over, to zombies. You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna talk about some zombies today, and then we're gonna get into our topic of the week, which is gonna be something. Extremely fun, so I'm excited. First, let's break it down, as always, with the zombie news. The virus has completely devastated over 150 of the world's major regions, and then is spreading rapidly. It seems like we just can't get out of talking about The Walking Dead, even when the show's over. 
Well, can you blame us? No, I can't blame us. I hope no one else does either. Um, this one, however, is all about Merle. And the Merle statue is being revealed. Ryan, your first takes on the Merle statue. Um, when I first loaded this page, I thought the thumbnail image would be what they use for the statue. I'm like, sold. I'm buying one right now. And then I scroll <laughs> down, and it's dead Merle. It's dead Merle. Spoiler alert, obvi- like, as well, because that's like end of season three. So it's plausible that somebody – oh, wait. It says right here, spoiler warning. Don't look if you haven't watched all of season three. <laughs> so, guys, if you haven't watched all of season three – and you somehow missed what I said prior to the spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. <laughs> Spoilers. Yeah. So, yeah, they decided, because they announced this at Comic-Con, right? Um, they were going to do Merle, uh, Michonne, Daryl. And uh, the Michonne one was already revealed. We saw a look at that like a while a while ago. And then um, now this one's being revealed, too. And it is, it's zombie Merle. I don't know how I feel about that. I thought it was awesome. Really? Yeah. You you uh, prefer zombie Merle over live Merle? Yeah. Because <laughs> it's something different. Because he's not, he's not going to be coming back to the show, even as a zombie cameo or anything. But it's neat to see his character, like, in some kind of after effect. I feel like this is what they give them after they're killed off the show. Like, the governor's yeah. going to get, like, the governor impaled with a sword and and brutally beaten by Rick and... <laughs> I think that'd be. <laughs> Wait, that's another spoiler. <laughs> Man, sorry, people. If you if you've been listening to us, then you obviously have been listening to the spoiler. Yeah, that's so. why I haven't really. I, I'll stop now. I'm sorry if if people are upset. There's not going to be a third one. But yeah, I think I agree with Lou. I think this is interesting, and and it's definitely for like a diehard fan. And I gotta say, these statues that we're looking at here, these aren't your typical twenty dollar action figures you can get at Walmart. This is probably like your well, it's a four hundred dollar statue, so you gotta really like Merle. Yeah, four hundred dollars for a statue, and how tall does it stand? Uh, Do we know? It's uh, it's one fourth scale, about forty centimeters, sixteen point two five inches. <laughs> you guys didn't take that one. <laughs> it's about a foot and a half. Foot and a half. All right. So foot. And a, well, that's a pretty good sized statue, and it's got a lot of detail to it. I, I guess you got to be a real hardcore fan in order to buy it, though. I wouldn't. I wouldn't buy it. But you're right. Like you have to be pretty hardcore. It definitely looks neat, and I would. The articulation is amazing. Is there articulation? Well, I just mean the detail of the face and stuff. Oh, you know, yeah, the face looks amazing. It. it I look. You, the one shot they have of a close up is is great, and definitely like the. Uh, the makeup of you know his death is really well represented. I mean, you have like the the bullet wound to the chest. You have all the wounds on the arms and stuff, and it looks great. And but I gotta ask, like, okay, you get to choose one character in one pose from The Walking Dead to have like a four hundred dollar perfect statue made. What? Do you That's think? funny. I was gonna ask you guys the same question. Oh, sorry. It's all right. Um... Which character is that? What you're gonna finish? Like, which who would I pick? Which character in in stance or like what sort of like, yeah. <sighs> I gotta pick zombie number one from the very first episode. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, bicycle. <laughs> bicycle zombie. No, well, the one with no legs. That'd be easy to do, right? That should be half price. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I was gonna say? What? I want Herschel in a medical bed getting his leg lopped off. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. The extra pieces there might cost you extra there. <laughs> right? Yeah. Remove detachable leg action figure. <laughs> You're up to a $600 statue. Yeah, and then or the peg I'll, leg I'll is more take, expensive. I'll even take a Herschel with a peg leg. Yeah. Oh, that's not bad. <laughs> I, I think Herschel, they, they would have a lot, of, um, a lot of room there to have some fun with because he's – He's definitely an older, more interesting-looking character. I mean, like we, if you look at Rick or the governor, they're kind of plain when yeah. compared to Merle or, or Herschel, who have sort of this unique appendage, you know. Um, I'm trying to think of anybody else. I would like, pick Tyrese. You know why? Why? Because his statue would automatically be like 100 times bigger. I feel like I'm getting my money's worth. You're not getting it for free. You have to pay for the extra <laughs> tyrese <laughs> Um, I guess, you know, Daryl would be a good one if I got the crossbow and everything. That's actually, yeah, probably He's, a good one. That's going to be a fan favorite, right? I mean, most people are going to probably pick him up. Yeah, and I've, I've seen some of the, um, 
the uh, the Daryl action figure. My brother picked it up, and it's like it's the typical like GI Joe style one that you can buy for like fifteen bucks, and it looks atrocious. It gets the job done. It looks like Daryl enough for it to be Daryl, but it's just you know it does not look that great. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. I for now I'm not going to pay any money uh, for a statue for four hundred dollars. As much as I am a Walking Dead fan, I mean, if the company wanted to send me one, Gentle Giant, if you're listening, uh, I'll take I'll take a Merle. You talking to oh. Santa? What? We well, could also give one away on the show if someone wanted to donate them. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna give away a four hundred dollars statue. One of them, we're fighting over it. I'm taking it. Uh, you know who else is fighting over the Walking Dead? Who? Frank Darabont. Remember that guy? That guy. He was around for like I don't know an episode. Of The Walking Dead. Right. A season or two. Season or two. Was he around for that long? He was uh, let go uh, shortly after season two. Wait, no, no, no. Sorry. I think he was... He was... He was... He did season one, and he was involved in the start of season two, and then it was like two episodes in... Yes. ...that they fired him. You're right. They got rid of him. I remember us talking about this now, actually. Um, So he's suing The Walking Dead. Saying that they owe him tons of money now that the show is super, super popular. Yeah. Well, yeah. He's got a according, point. According to the details, they still list him in the credits. Yeah, right. Because they have to. It's part of his contract. Right. And that the show has become very, very successful, and they let him go. Right. He didn't leave voluntarily. They told him they didn't want him involved anymore. And he never got an explanation. He never got any answers as to why or anything like that. And even some of the people involved in the show don't know why he's gone. And that if they keep listing his name, he obviously gets a, should be getting a piece of the cut. Yeah. So here's my thing. Like, I, maybe he does deserve a piece of the cut. Obviously, his name's all over the place. He, he should get it. What I don't like is his lawyer saying, you know, unfortunately the fans of The Walking Dead have suffered as well by being deprived of his creative talent. That's you a guys, much. Do you guys agree with that? I mean, let's just, I mean, season one was a really good season. Mm-hmm. And um, let's, let's be honest, season three was a little eh, you know. Season two, halfway through, we were all kind of like, what's going on here? Wow. Um Season two was troubled probably by this switchover of hands. I mean, that's the easiest thing to blame it on. I right. don't think The Walking Dead would be any better with Frank Dar- Dar- uh, Darabont. Darabont, sorry. I was going to say that. I was like, that sounds wrong. Uh, Frank Darabont's uh, touch in season three and four. But I, I think we can all agree that season four is definitely like back on top. It's doing yeah. very well for itself. It's probably the best season that we've seen so far. But season one being that tight-knit six-episode run was really well put together. Yeah. And season two just kind of felt mixed. So I, I, I to, to be honest, I think season one had uh, a focus. It had a point. It had a direction. And then the, the, the start of season two looked like it had a direction. And then all this drama with him happened. And it fell apart. And it feels like it took until this season for them to kind of get back into the groove of what they need. I can see to that. Well, yeah. they and I think getting... if they had never gotten rid of him, they would have stayed on point and stayed focused. Well, they keep getting rid of the showrunners, right? Like, this isn't the only guy who's been replaced. No, they've done this, like, twice now. So, I, yeah. I mean, I wonder, like, is it really AMC's to AMC's benefit to keep profit splitting with these showrunners that they don't like? I mean, hopefully <laughs> the guy they have now is someone that they're willing to keep around because... I mean, I don't know. Like, personally, I think if Frank is owed money, AMC should pay him. But this uh, mudslinging back and forth is just, that's what's ruining the show, not the lack of talent. You know? Like, here's, yeah. Well, here's my opinion. Mm-hmm. Pay, pay, the, pay the guy, yeah. okay? And take his name off. Take his name off. Pay him. Get the rights off the contract and never have to worry about it again. Maybe the show would be completely different and go in a different place that would be amazing and awesome. We'll never know. But I, like Ryan said, I feel like it's in a good spot right now. I don't think we have anything to really worry about without him being on the show. Yeah. I mean, so. I would certainly welcome him back. But, I mean, this can be – it sounds like AMC's pretty upset with Frank. So he's not coming back any time. This isn't one of those, like, 
Dan Harmon community scenarios where like the God returns and you know the showrunner comes back. I think Frank is too upset, but I, hey, we don't he know got nothing, why he was he's fired. got nothing to complain about. He's got another TV show or two in the works. Yeah, as well, well he, as two movie projects in the works. Yeah, he'll be busy for a while. Oh, yeah. I mean, he just he deserves to be paid because he started this right. Like, I think yeah. that's fair. I think yeah, I think they just got to bite the bullet and pay him. Just and don't just let it ruin the Walking Dead. That's yeah, all. Exactly. I mean, if he if he drags the Walking Dead down with him, then I mean, <laughs> well, I, to words. be honest, I don't think that's what he wants to do either. He just I wants think his he fair just wants share. I think he just wants his money. All right. Well, I hope that's the case. And to be honest, and to be honest, I can't blame him. Most of these studio execs are greedy, greedy guys anyway. So if they can, they're not paying him. They're just not paying him because they want to hold on to the money. Yeah. Well, AMC really hasn't been the best for these sort of deals. I mean, they've had a lot of issues with Mad Men and Breaking Bad, in the sense that uh, you know those shows have always sort of been on the bubble because of who owns them and how much money they cost to produce and. It always seemed like AMC wasn't in it for the content. They were in it for the money. You know, what makes them the most money? What saves them the most money? And that, to me, just comes off as really greedy and and kind of disgusting in a way. Because, I mean, really, I I like the HBO model where it's like, let's make some really good content for some really good people with some really good people in it and just make good content. Like, that's their goal. It's never – it's not usually – well – I hate to say it's not about the money. I mean, it is still about the money, but it's not front and center for Game of Thrones. Like they make a good show, uh, they make a you know on a decent budget, great actors. You know they don't settle for less. Every episode is phenomenal. It's just I wish AMC could hit that sort of caliber of cable television. You know. So I'm wondering here. I'm, I've just read a couple of the comments too. They're saying that he he was let go because he was too hung up in the fact that they cut the budget in half. You guys remember that? They cut the budget for Walking Dead after season one. Yeah, and then he and, sees yeah. they built a prison. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, you cut <laughs> half my budget, and then season three, you quadruple it? Like, what's my money's going on? in that prison. Um, no, it looked like he was just too vocal about it, and that's why one of the reasons why they pushed him out is because he just kept – he refused to do things. He was being really aggravated on set, stuff like that, where he just kind of almost – I wouldn't say forced AMC to let him go, but he was definitely, from what I'm reading here, was very, very animated about the budget being cut for the show. And then off saying things like the show won't work with half the budget, that kind of stuff. Well, he, he is a movie guy, right? So he's used to having larger budgets. So that could well, be why he was so upset with his TV budget being cut in half. Well, you also have to remember. Remember how boring the start of season two was and the mid-season mm. where it wasn't going anywhere and there was literally just episodes of characters wandering through the woods <laughs> looking for the kid yeah that's their budget yeah i that's mean true but then what happened but you know and then what happens in the next season where you know maybe they had a, a roughly similar budget but they just chose a better setting and was more, yeah. where they were more creative with the setting as opposed to you know, shit, we're stuck on this farm and forest for six or seven episodes. <laughs> and no, the entire season. And they got to make the, and they got to like, oh, well, let's just make the best of it. No, no, come up with creative and fun stories that revolve around that location. Don't right. half ass it and you, just because you're upset about the budget. I don't know. Yeah. I, I well, think you, know what? you can do good. Yeah. Anyways, let's move on. Yeah. Let, you know what? We could talk about this for a while, but let's talk about something really fun, shall we? Yeah. Let's talk about Dead Rising 3. Yeah. More specifically, Microsoft zombie prank for Dead Rising 3. Yeah. <clears throat> so this is a little video out there on Game Informer where um, the people from Dead, uh, some of the people from Dead Rising 3, or was it just Microsoft? They built this whole room, like this themed room that was kind of creepy looking, had a TV, and they had Dead Rising 3 going. But <laughs> without being known to the couples that were going in there to play the game, there were zombies hidden, like, behind a wall that wasn't really a wall and the best part is one of the zombies was under a couch <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know if you guys saw that but so they yes. they end up like they're playing the game the guy that goes out there leaves for a second to try and fix the lights and then zombies come busting in right you get to see people really good that was great zombie makeup well no just just the way they had it set up i mean think about how many walls they went through i know right just the way that wall broke is very convincing yeah it was, it was pretty cool and um 
it, it, it's fun to see the people get a little bit freaked out on the the zombie prank playing Dead Rising Three. But some people were better than others. Yeah, it, it brought up a, a question. I think we asked back in like one of the first episodes, a throwback again. Right. Um, how people would react if zombies really came about, and because uh, if you've seen the video here, they um, they freak out for a second and they start laughing, having a good time. I'm telling you, man, when the zombies actually come, we're screwed because we're all going to think it's a big, funny joke. (laughs) Why do you think in every apocalypse scenario that involves zombies, like the zombies take over so quickly? It takes that first step to get the virus going. And I think it's because most people don't take it seriously, get bitten, and then the virus spreads that way. They just catch us off. Got to be right. Just people are like, hey, good zombie. Oh, God. That's really convincing. Oh, you're biting me. Oh, oh God. (laughs) You're biting me. (laughs) That's, I think, how it happens. It's funny because I was just watching. I'm like, man, can you imagine if those were real zombies? Like the people are like, oh, (laughs) that was a good one. You guys got what's going on? What's going on here? Um, Why are you eating that Xbox exec? No. (laughs) Right. PS4 yeah, that was better. The one guy had his arm come off. The guy that was trying to fight off the the zombies there. That was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah they have a yeah. That was great. And one of the one of the takes that shows this guy dressed up like a mechanic come out, and one of the zombies just grabs and yanks. And I was like, I did not see that one coming. Well, you see it at the beginning with the fake arm. They yeah. kind of spoiled it. They shouldn't have. Yeah, well, you know what? It was still pretty good. It was fu- it was fun to watch, and it, it was one of the one of the better pranks I think I've seen when it relates to zombies. And uh, great great job to Microsoft for setting that whole thing up. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. Oh, it could have been shitty, but it, I think it turned out well. Yeah. Right. I, I think all of us saw the link and went, "Oh, this is going to be bad," and then it doesn't take very long before you go, "Oh no, this is actually really good." Yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so that's a fun little video on Game Informer, guys. Go check it out. Just search for uh, Dead Rising 3 Zombie Prank. Um, but for now, that's all the news we have because uh, I think I'm excited to talk about this topic. Are you guys? I am. Very. All right, then let's do it. Zombie Topic of the Week. Oh, I haven't heard that in a while. That was fun. All right, this week's Topic of the Week. Well, Christmas is upon us. The holidays are here. So what do you give the gift of gifts for the zombie fan? Mm, it's a great question, Bob. Um, so, But seriously, uh, you're, you're a zombie fan, Lou Page. What do you want someone to get you for a holiday gift? This is um, just any, any old thing. I'm okay with any zombie-related gift as long as it's not another zombie brain jello mold. I think you talked about that once before, too. <laughs> Wait, there's, those are a thing? If you get another one, Lou, just send it up to me. I, think I will. I think it was like last two year. already. Yeah, last year you were like, oh, hey, what's up? <laughs> every, for some reason, every year someone at some point buys me one of those as a gag, and then they go, Wait, oh. You have one, don't you? Yeah, I'll just add it to my pile. <laughs> I'm just, I, I picture there's, I'm pretty sure there is a Christmas meme or a movie or something that has that where he just keeps getting the same thing. He's like, oh, thank you. And he takes I, it home and throws it in a pile. Another zombie jello mold. <laughs> <laughs> I just picture Lou is so nice. So he's like, oh, I'm going to use this tonight and I'm going to make jello and I'm going to pretend I'm eating your brains. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Look at me! I'm so excited. All right, everybody so who my... gave Lou a Jello mold right now is just crying. They're like, oh, the, the, the good part is, is anyone that gave me one, I'm pretty sure it never listens to the show. So right. I'm not too worried. Okay. So Ryan, you're a video gamer. You have a podcast called The Gamers In. I would assume you play video games. Yeah, on occasion. So but... if you're listening to the show, like we'll say within the next few days mm-hmm. through January second. Right. What would you suggest to get someone? I would suggest, okay, you're looking for, you got a gamer in mind who plays games on the PC and stuff. There are tons of zombie games on Steam right now, um, including the one we talked about last week called State of Decay. And there's a Steam sale going on from now, the 19th, until the 3rd of January. And uh, how how much you want to bet? It's a safe bet that at all times there is at least one zombie game featured in the daily deals or the flash sales. You guys want to take that bet? 
Absolutely. I, I take that back. Yeah. So, I mean, we're looking at Dead Island right now. Uh, we were just talking about that pre-show. It's currently on the Daily Deal. Yep. Um it's uh, hey, you know, five bucks. That's not so bad. I mean, you know, and it's five bucks for the collector's edition, I believe. Ooh. and well, not only like the... that, but apparently we all own it too. <laughs> yeah, and you and know, we didn't know it. I think I think you know if you're if you're looking to find that digital a digital game to give to one of your friends who likes zombies, and and I just want to preface that this t- top this segment on the show is not a here's what you need to get your favorite Zamp crew. Um, that is not what this is, but uh, you know. But if you want it to be. But if you want it to be, you know, you, we're more than easy to find on Steam, and uh, but no, Steam sales going on right now. Tons of zombie titles on sale. I suggest let's go around right now. I suggest I'm gonna take the easy one, State of Decay, and definitely look out for that DLC that's on there. It'll be on sale as well, I'm sure. Um, Lou, what zombie game would you suggest? I'm going to recommend a Resident Evil game. What? Oh. Um, Resident not Evil Resident Evil 6. 6 is awful. Stay away from it. <laughs> uh, but Revelations was really good. Oh, really? I got yeah. it on the Wii U. Um, I haven't played through it yet. I, I I just remembered I had that. Is it good? It's very good. Um, I, I There is a few gripes. Like, you can't run in the game, so you're always moving at the same pace. Uh-huh. And, but I think that that was because of the limitations when they had it on the 3DS. Right. There wasn't it was enough more, buttons. It was more old school uh, yeah, Resident and, Evil. But it's very much like Resident Evil uh, 4, except you're on a boat. And it's really, I'm on it's, a boat. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Bob really, beat me to it. <laughs> Every time I hear it. I really enjoyed my time with it. And the only frustrating part about the whole game is the last boss is kind of a pain. Oh. If you don't have enough ammo. So Wesker is that the final boss? That's probably a safe no, bet. No, no, well, no, not Wesker. Not, Look not at Capcom. It's it, 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 it's a different character altogether. And when you fight him, if you don't go into the fight with, I didn't realize it was the last boss. Uh huh. So I walked in with next to no ammo, and I had to keep doing it over and over <laughs> and over and over again until I could kill him with a pistol. Uh, <laughs> well, that's that's good. I mean, all right, that, and it has. It has lots of unlocks and lots of replayability afterwards. So cool. What, do you, what about you, Bob? You got a right. you got a zombie favorite that you want to pimp? Here's yeah. I'm gonna actually suggest Resident Evil Six. Oh no, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, I'm gonna it, say, what's wrong with you? It's, it's gonna be The Walking Dead Survival Instinct. Um, <laughs> no, just kidding. Again, That's it. You're off the again. show. <laughs> um, no, I would suggest if you're a fan of The Walking Dead to pick up Telltale's The Walking Dead. And also take a look out for The Walking Dead season two. The Walking Dead right now, the first set of five episodes, is only twelve forty nine right now. That's like half off. Oh and yeah. And if you wait, I'm sure it'll show up for about five bucks. Absolutely. And then if you're really feeling ambitious, keep an eye on that Walking Dead season two. Twenty five dollars isn't a bad price to pay to begin with, but just keep an eye because that might be going on the feature list too. And a little bit of foreshadowing here: if you still don't pick up season two. Uh, and you still want to know what's going on, we are going to have some exciting stuff for Season 2 of Telltale's Walking Dead. Absolutely. Just a little bit of tease. Could be some video, could be some audio, could be a mix. But uh, we're going to try something new. But this is not this is not a video game uh, segment. I, I just wanted to highlight that there are tons of video games out there with zombies. I mean, I didn't need to tell you this. But, uh, and it doesn't, it doesn't need to be Steam either. No. Go over to good old games... Uh, over at GOG.com. They have lots of zombie games over there, too, and they were just doing a sale this week, too, I think. Yeah. No, well, speaking of games, so. you know what we should talk about? Board games. Board games. Uh, there are some great zombie board games out there. Uh, one of my personal favorites, um, picked this up not too long ago after I watched it on a, on a YouTube video uh, called Tabletop featuring Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. Um, it's Pandemic. It's a fun little board game about a uh, zombie apocalypse and an outbreak of an infection. Huh. And um, scientists and... Uh, Is that... Of- a, I wasn't sure if that was about zombies. I saw that the other day at Target and almost picked it up. It's not really zombies. It's four diseases that are broken out. Um, but it reminds me of zombies. Okay. And, um, they, you know, your characters work together and you're trying to find cures and you... you you have to play cooperative or you're going to lose that kind of game. Mm-hmm. So to mm-hmm. me, Pandemic, which you can actually pick up at your local Target or Target if you're fancy, 
It's, uh, it's a fun little game. Yeah. What about, uh, Ryan, what about Z-Pocalypse? Z-Pocalypse. That's another board game. Uh, Lou actually added this in the notes. Do you have Lou? this game, Lou? I do not, but I played it at an indie convention a Looks few months tough. back. <laughs> and it's like, it's sort of like Walking Dead, the game, where each player is like a group of people trying to survive the zombie apocalypse. Ooh. And like you're competing for supplies mm-hmm. while the zombies are trying to kill you. Now, that looks like a lot of fun. What about the classics? Like, we're talking about zombie board games. Monopoly. We talked about... I don't know if we talked about it. It was definitely in the notes for a few weeks. It might have got bumped, but there's a, a Monopoly version of The Walking Dead. Or, sorry, The Walking Dead version of Monopoly. <laughs> I'm kind of tongue-twisted today, guys. I'm sorry. But, uh, you know, I'm... You know, I love Monopoly. Or at least everybody thinks they love Monopoly. Monopoly is actually an awful, awful game that tears families <laughs> apart, but I digress. It, it is, yes. <laughs> but uh, having that twist is really nice, and uh, I think it would be cool to play a Walking Dead Monopoly game. Uh, I'm torn on Monopoly. <laughs> In the Page household, we are forbidden to play Monopoly. <laughs> you my guys just play Connect Four? In, my father and I would get into fist fights and throw oh, things geez. at each other over Monopoly. <laughs> It's been a problem since I was a child. Let it be known to our listeners that Zombies Ate My Podcast is not a replacement for family therapists. (laughs) (laughs) So please. Oh, no. My father and I get along great, but for some reason you put the two of us in front of a Monopoly board (laughs) and it turns into, screw this game, and the board goes flying. You guys flip the board? (laughs) Yeah. Flip it. That's Uh, great. Reminds me of the Dane Cook skit where he's like, Where'd you get those pink fifties, you cheater? <laughs> okay, that's what I picture Lou doing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, banker. Oh yeah. Who's the banker? Lou, you or your dad? Uh, usually someone else. Has yeah, third to be party. Because... Smart. It's a good deal. Yeah. Well, oh, no. well, welcome back to Monopoly podcast. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. Um, my but... father knew he made a mistake when he taught me to get the free parking money if you lick your arm and reach across the board. The money will stick to your arm. <laughs> Really? You guys are just a bunch of grease balls, man. That's hilarious. Oh, that's hilarious. You guys cheat at Monopoly. You guys probably bring your own printed money. You went like and bought another Monopoly game just so you'd have another set of money. To... Picture Lou like... Licking his arm mid-game. Hey, Dad, look over there. I'm just going to move my character over here. He brings it back. There's like six bills stuck to his arm. <laughs> Like, no one's going to notice. How'd you get to Parkway? It's like, oh, I was here already. You'd be surprised. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, if you're a fan of zombie movies, um, inspired T-shirts, that I can't even talk now. Um, you can get an array of uh, T-shirts like this one here. Uh, it's the Winchester Tavern T-shirt, which is obviously known from the uh, Shaun of the Dead movie. It's actually a really nice looking T-shirt over here at uh, lastexitonowhere.com. And uh, I'm sure they have plenty more as well. So uh, zombie T-shirts are all over the place. Walking Dead. Um, there's a podcast out there that does a lot of zombie stuff. They have a T-shirt, too. It would be a great gift. What is it? Uh, yes, it does. Uh, zombies ate my something. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> zombies ate my podcast T-shirt. Oh, yeah, yeah. Get one of those. That, no, I mean, I uh, again, certainly I did not put any of these things in here to, for our personal gain. But, yeah, uh, Zombies Ate My Podcast t-shirt on Slash Loot. There's tons of zombie t-shirts out there. You can literally go to the Wally Mart and find a zombie t-shirt. Yes, you can. It's, it's you know, zombies as a genre has, has gotten far enough that you can find zombie-related uh, anything at any store. I mean, there's like, probably, like, zombie-flavored energy drinks that are, like, brains with a Z. I mean... Whoa. I think I've actually Flavored seen brains? <laughs> Lou's seen that? Do you think zombies would like that? Flavored brains? No, like no, if no, they an have... energy drink. <laughs> <laughs> this brain tastes like apple. Mmm. <laughs> apple. Yeah, they just... Yeah. I, I think so. If zombies ever took over the world, I mean, they'd probably, like, they monetize flavored right. brains. Yeah. Um, I... Speaking of zombies. Mm-hmm. Um, have you guys ever played Munchkin? No, but I want uh, to. Yes. I, I might actually be playing Munchkin over the holidays. Uh, Munchkin is a very fun, nerdy game mm-hmm. that everyone can enjoy. And there's also Munchkin Zombies. 
So for the nerd out there, if you're looking for the perfect gift for them and they do enjoy playing the game Munchkin, or you you all should enjoy playing the game Munchkin because it's great, there is a Zombies Munchkin out there as well, which you can order on Amazon. Interesting. And there is also, uh, speaking of card games, there is a card game called Flux, uh, where the game starts out with no rules, and as you play the game, uh, the rules unfold. There's also a zombie version of that, too. Oh, really? Yep. That seems pretty fun. You know what, though? Let's let's break out of fun mode. Let's stop having fun here, guys. This oh, isn't yeah. a podcast let's get serious. about having fun. Let's think here. It's ten years after the zombie apocalypse, oh, right? Dear. We've been we've been staying alive. Staying alive. Uh uh staying, staying alive. Staying alive. Um and barely getting by. That's and then not part Christ- of the song, I don't think. Christmas Christmas comes upon us. Okay. What do we get each other for Christmas? <laughs> That's a fun question. No, it's not fun. Oh, sorry. That is a very serious, serious question. Uh, all right, so who so do you want to start? Let's, start? let's start out like this. If, if Say it was the zombie apocalypse and we were keeping track of the days mm-hmm. and it's Christmas time. Would you – what kind of gift would you look to give someone post-apocalyptic zombie world? Would you still look to get them something cute and fun or would you get them something made for survival? Hmm. Toilet paper. <laughs> That'd be the best gift. Now, now, okay, think of it this way, Lou. That's actually a really good point because 10 years into the apocalypse, Bob, I'm glad you put a time frame on this. 10 years. There are no more toilet paper factories in operation right now. So you are you are evidently either finding this toilet paper, scavenging for it, saving it and for, you know, a rainy day. And that's not like a <laughs> You know, that's not the type of diarrhea we're talking about. Um, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> this show's off the rails. But, I mean, like, you save that toilet paper and, like, here, honey, happy Christmas, Merry Christmas, here's a roll of toilet paper, and she just loves you forever. Right. Because those exactly. leaves were chafing See, or something. Now, I'm thinking, ooh. Now, I'm thinking, like, <laughs> you know what I would end up doing? Like, for Christmas, I would yeah. like to surprise someone by, like, pulling out a bag of, like, instant coffee and being like... I've been holding on to this for a while. What do you say we have some coffee today? You know, and oh, that would be like yeah. that would be like the best Christmas gift in the world. Ten years in the zombie apocalypse, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, there's a great uh, there's a great scene in in The Last of Us, which I know is not really zombie, but sort of zombie. But it is post apocalyptic, and they actually walk into a uh, coffee shop, and the main character, who obviously lived before the apocalypse sees this coffee, this espresso machine and he just you go up and he touches it and he's like oh my god i miss coffee so much it's <laughs> it's true like when you you take advantage of something that you have every day and then suddenly gone you know 10 years later if you, someone gave me instant coffee i'd be like giving them a huge hug be all yeah, over that you would yeah you'd have to man those would be the things you cherish but yeah. let's talk. Let's talk survival. Let's okay. talk survival. the gifts. Let's talk the gifts to get now, before survival goes away, right? Okay. Uh, or before the apocalypse comes. To uh, preppers, we're we're giving we're giving a gift to a prepper. We're giving it to some preppers right now. Right. So over at thinkgeek.com, they have a few items that you can get your zombie fanatic before the outbreak happens, and it's going to happen, guys. The Mayans were right. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Lou, you want to talk about the apocalypse machete? Sure. <laughs> machete. There is, a, over at Think Geek, they have, the. it's called the ZD-101, the apocalypse <laughs> machete. And it is a 25-inch machete with a green handle. And this thing looks badass. Yeah, I'd say. I was just about to say, how do they ship this? And it's shipping restrictions. We cannot ship outside the U.S. Yeah, sorry, Bri- sorry, Brian. <laughs> Brian. <laughs> but yeah, I was thinking that... of the dumb joke before the show. So. <laughs> Twenty bucks. That's uh, a. It's a pretty good deal for a machete, a right? For a yeah. machete. Uh, they've had this thing listed for a long time, and I remember at one point it was like eighty bucks. So just, for 20 bucks, this is a steal. I just want to read something real quick, and it's a paragraph, so bear with me. because This is actually on the page, and you're going to want to buy this machete after you read this, or listen to this, or read it, whatever you want to do. 
When NASA sent Mercury 6 on a scouting mission around Venus, they knew that there was a chance of that their crew might fall victim to the dense electromagnetic activity on the X-89 object cluster. Because of such a high chance for electrical interference and inevitable craft damage, militaristic aspects of Mercury 6's design team focused on developing a tool that functioned independent of technology. Thus, the apocalypse machete was born. What? I don't get it either, but I want to buy it now. I think that's... Yeah. Wait. What does space have to do with the apocalypse? (laughs) I don't know, but I like it. It says, says, Houston, we have a problem. Survive anywhere, anytime. Like, they use the Houston model a lot. Well, it says here, you can survive zombies or an alien planet with this machete. 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 It's texturized hard rubber handle, has a firm grip. It comes with a nylon sheath and shoulder sling, and it's made out of AUS-8 stainless steel. It looks... Like a huge knife. Like, that is huge. Welcome to what a machete is. <laughs> I just, I mean, you could cut bagels with it. <laughs> bagels? You could, uh, you could probably, like, butter your toast. I mean, I'm thinking, like, pre apocalypse. I mean, prepper. If, if someone bought me this machete, I would probably do those things with it. <laughs> Wouldn't you? Like, I'm not going to, like, just hang it up on a wall. I'm like, yep, there's my zombie machete. I'm going to try and, like,. <laughs> Cut bagels. I'm gonna butter toast. I'm gonna. Um, what other things can you do with a knife? I just picture like, hey Bob, is the pizza ready? Almost. Just gotta cut into slices. Yeah. Try that scene from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles where you throw the pizza up in the air. Right. Oh man. Well, I will. Ad- I I will admit that one year for Christmas, my mother bought me a 52 inch claymore, and oh. I did attempt to cut many things with it that that year. <laughs> Oh dear! No, it's not a cut, good idea. Did you cut a zombie Jello brain mold? Uh, no. <laughs> no, you're still stockpiling up on those. Yes. Well, let's talk about an even more badass weapon: the M48 Long Handle Tactical Survival Series. Prices ranging from $69.99 US to $199 US. Wow! This thing makes the machete look like a child's toy. Which, please, do not let your child play with. <laughs> The machete. That's, they actually that's... have a child's version of the machete. <laughs> so this thing is a long handle, and on one end it looks like it has an axe, and on the other side a hammer, maybe, of the axe, and then on the other side a spear. It turns into a spear. You can spear people. Okay. So, wow. It's made out of fiberglass, so it's really light and nearly indestructible. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. The M48 Commando Tactical Survival Hammer. It's a hiking companion. Can you imagine being on the mountain with this thing? What? Okay. What What are people, like, if they buy this, like, and the zombie this. apocalypse doesn't hit, like, are they like, well, I just wasted 200 bucks? Like, what, you, what, what practical application do you have for this thing if, if zombies never arise? Like, I... It can be used as a walking cane. <laughs> yeah, a walking cane that would get you arrested uh, for brandishing a weapon <laughs> in any uh, any state. I'm I'm more curious about. It looks like it, it it can either be a hammer or an axe, or you have to pick one or the other. Um, if you buy them individually, they're sixty nine a piece, and you get one one attachment for the end. But for one ninety nine, you get all three attachments and can choose which one you want to have on the end. Oh, really? Yeah. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> That's pretty insane. But all right. I mean, uh... well, let's go. Let's go more practical then. Let's talk about the Plan B Evac Sling Pack, or as Ryan would call it up there in Canada, a bug bag. A bug out bag. A bug out bag. And it's not just Canada; it's everywhere. I don't know. I've never heard of it's it. It's a single. Oh, uh, yeah, it's a sling. I have to say, I was watching uh, the show uh, Blacklist a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and the main character referred to his bug out bag, and I was like, "So it isn't just something that Ryan came up with." <laughs> He's like, oh, no. the, "The bug out bag." I'm not original. What are you talking about? So this thing here, this this sling pack for one hundred four thirty nine on sale for ten percent over at Think Geek. Um, this is the perfect backpack for anyone on the escape from zombies it's got plenty of room for supplies it's got side pouches it's got padding it's got a cross strap huh. i mean it comes in black or coyote oh no coyote was a color it's not a coyote ugly 
<laughs> it's got quick access front pockets too, which is the best part. So you can easily grab what you need if, in case of an emergency, you could pull out your friggin' spear. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, will will it hold my spear? Yeah, absolutely. It looks like it actually has straps where you could strap your spear into the bag. Yeah, you know and the that. whole the whole middle of it is lined with Velcro, and there's a Velcro divider that you can move to. And inside, it looks like it's got pockets for knives and stuff like that, or sheaths for knives. Man, this bag, it's a one-sling bag, so it's easy to put on, easy to take off, get you in those scenarios, get you out of those situations. That's a pretty nice-looking bag. I kind of want one. All right, so that's what you want for Christmas? Yeah, if anybody's going to buy me anything for Christmas, please buy me a bug-out bag. Lou, pick pick a weapon or a backpack. What do you want? Uh, take a backpack. Backpack. I can make my own weapons. Uh, <laughs> I guess I'll. I guess I'll be the only one going with the uh, the M forty eight long handle tactical survival series with all three attachments. Well, I hope Stan is listening, and I'll because... be poking you with your backpack on. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's our uh, that's our topic this week. A fun little uh, zombie Christmas theme that we have going on. Uh, Ryan, why don't you tell people a little bit about our t shirt again? Yeah, so uh, as you mentioned, we have a t-shirt over on Slash Loot. So if you're looking to buy uh, yourself a gift, maybe, or, or someone's bugging you to give them, give, you a, give them a list of what you want, well, include the Zombies Ate My Podcast t-shirt. Uh, it goes directly to support the show. We, we use it. We'll put all the money back into the show, uh, hosting, prizes, uh, whatever. We'll find it. We'll find a way to spend the money. I mean... Just to make a better show. But uh, yeah, check those out. White, gray, or white, ash, and black. All sizes for men and women and children. So check it out at slashloot.com. Ooh. What was that? I said, ooh. Oh, I was going to say, I thought that was a drop in. It's like, did you cat uh, me going, ooh? Ooh. ooh. Uh, we also, are we going to play the game? We're going to oh, play the yeah. game. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I've heard a rumor that there's. A question for me again. Yeah. Ask the busy zombie lord. The I'll segment that will that. not die because we love it so much. Um, I have a question for you, busy zombie lord. And it comes from our listener named Sean. And here it is. Now, I may remind people that Lou has not heard this before. So these answers are from the heart. Would He's you rather fight me? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Would you rather be attacked by one of the 28 days later infected people or 20 of the original Walking Dead zombies? Ooh. Go. Uh, 20 of the original <laughs> Walking Dead zombies. Really? You think you stand a better chance? Yes. Really? That's a great yes. one. Yes. What if we – well, let's add situations to this. So 28 days later, person, you can – you're in the middle of a major city – Original Walking Dead zombies, you're stuck in a house. You can't get out of this house. Do you I still... still rather. Still really? Rather. All right, let's change it again. Well, you have to think no, about it this way. In 28 days later, the infection takes eight seconds. If you get blood on you or anything like that, you're dead in eight seconds, and it's extremely contagious. That's very true, yeah. So, and the... The, the virus that they're infected with is called rage. And what it's supposed, the way it's supposed to work is it stimulates like your adrenal glands. So they're going to be three times as strong as me. I'd rather take on something that I know I might be able to dwindle down one at a time and take my time with rather than have to run for my life. Mm. Okay. That's a good All point. Right. That's a good point. Ryan, you know what? I know this is Lou's segment, but I want to get your take. What do you think you would do? Um, I mean, I agree, I agree with Lou. I mean, it's a lot easier. Well, I mean, it, it depends on the tools at, at my disposal as well. I mean, if I had a gun, I might go for the one 20 days later guy. Because, I mean, if I have a gun and I have a full clip, I mean, even – I mean, I've never shot a, a gun. M48 but... Tactical Survival Series Spear. No, I'm just kidding. No, I would definitely go for the 20 if, if it was a melee weapon. Um, but if it was a gun of some kind, I would probably go for the one and the 28 days later. You would, you would miss, you know, you would miss with all those shots. What? All of them? Really? Like I wouldn't even get one lucky shot in like, nope, I don't see it happening. Damn it. Well, I don't know then. 
I'm Canadian. I mean, we haven't had much training with guns. What if I have a hockey stick? Okay, different question. Yeah. Ooh, a hockey stick. I like uh, that. That's what you should get. Hockey stick. Someone to get you for Christmas. Yeah, that's stereotypical and actually. A <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for that question, listener Sean. And uh, keep coming those. Keep sending those questions into info at uh, zombiesatemypodcast dot com. Just mm-hmm. don't add the uh at the beginning of that. Info uh. uh uh, zombies at my podcast.com. Yeah. Uh, I think that about does it for us. Ryan, do you want to get into the wrap up? Uh, yeah. Um, if you want to get, this is where we would read emails and stuff from people, including, uh, the ask the busy zombie Lord segment. Um, you know what? Let's do a call for a specific, uh, email. Why don't you send us an email in? If you got anything zombie related for Christmas or whatever sort of holiday gift giving, uh, extravaganza that you celebrate over the next couple weeks. Um, check Wikipedia for your local listing. Uh, so if you want to send us, uh, an email or whatever, get a hold of us, go to zombiesatemypodcast.com. That's where you'll find all our episodes, our links, our YouTube or Twitch or Google or whatever. Um, send us an email to info at zombiesatemypodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at zombiespodcast. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash zombiesatemypodcast. Plus one us at google.com slash plus zombiesatemypodcast. And if you want to follow us all individually on Twitter, I'm at rmurphy, Lou is at busyzombielord, and Bob is at Bobbert F. And finally, one quick Shout out, the final shout out of 2013 to Joel Duggan for our amazing artwork. You can find more about him at joelduggan.com. And A.com. also don't forget to go to iTunes and plug in those five-star reviews if you really do enjoy the show. We love hearing back from you listeners or if you have any feedback for us at all. I believe we're also available on Stitcher. I know that was a thing for a while. Yeah, we do pretty well on Stitcher. We have some listeners there. Oh, great. They're all me. You, you, uh, you know what I heard? You know what I heard about those people over at Stitcher? What? You got a tank. They yeah. have a tank. I heard they have a tank. Oh, man. Well, like... that should about do it for us here at Zombies Ate My Podcast, where we all wish you some happy, happy holidays. But don't forget to be safe and buy your bug bags before they go away. Probably should have made uh, some outro Christmas music, huh? But it doesn't matter. Incoming bad zombie I was going to (laughs) say. Kind of late. Doesn't matter. Here it is. Ryan. What? What do you call a zombie door-to-door salesman? Uh... Ah! Uh... I'll just just tell you. Uh... (laughs) A dead ringer. Oh, dear. That's pretty... Merry Christmas. Lame. Merry Christmas.